0: And Brother Andrew wish I'd stop talking so he'd get up here and get this second John off his heart. So come on up, brother. Take 30 minutes. After 30 minutes, I'm preaching again. Amen. Amen. God bless you, buddy. Appreciate you. Pray for him as he preaches. And now, uh, next week, Jeremy's supposed to be continuing the Daniel series, so get some more weeks off on Wednesday. I'll turn in your Bibles to Second John. Now, all the epistles of John are about fellowship. First right. John, chapter one, is about fellowship in the light. Chapter two is fellowship with the Advocate. Sure. Chapter three is fellowship with the Father. Chapter four, fellowship with the Spirit or of the Spirit. Chapter 5 is Fellowship of the Faith. 2 John, which we'll be preaching on tonight, is Fellowship of the Truth. 3 John is Fellowship of Love. We're standing on for the reading of the Word of God. The elder unto the elect lady and her children, whom I love in the truth. And not I only, but also all they that have known the truth. For the truth's sake, which dwelleth in us and shall be with us forever. Grace be with you, mercy and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. I rejoice greatly that I have found thy children walking in truth, as we have received a commandment from the Father. And now I beseech thee, Lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but that which we had from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk after his commandments. This is the commandment, that as ye have heard from the beginning, ye should walk in it. For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. For he that biddeth him Godspeed is partaker of his evil deeds. Having many things to write unto you, I would not write with paper and ink, but I trust to come unto you and speak face to face, that our joy may be full. The children of thy elect sister greet thee. Amen. And may be seated. Lord, please give me the words to say, please direct me and keep me focused let us learn about fellowship of the truth in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, there are thirteen verses of Second John, and I've got a point for each verse. That's good. My first point is the people of the truth. Now. In verse 1, there's three groups of people. Got the elder, who is John, the beloved apostle. And got the elect lady and her children, and all they that have known the truth. I would like to read an excerpt from Unwrapping the Gift of Mercy by David Bennett. And David Bennett's is the director of Silent Word Ministries International. In his second epistle, John begins by writing, The elder unto the elect lady and her children, whom I love in the truth. First, he does not even refer to his own name again, just as he did in his gospel, wherein he he referred to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. Then, instead of using this lady's name, he refers to her as the elect lady. Personally, I have my doubts that he was actually trying to emphasize the word elect, as if he were making a theological point of doctrine here. I believe it was more a term of endearment to show his affection for her. In expressing his love, which a mercy is fond of doing, he is wise and discerning in adding the phrase, in the truth. This clearly protects his reputation by avoiding all appearance of evil, are still being able to express his affection for this lady and her children. Not only does John say that he loves this lady and her children in the truth, but also all they that have known the truth. What, who are they? That brings me to my second point, the sake of the truth, for the truth's sake, which dwells in us and shall be with us forever. Now, John 14:6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. No one comes unto the Father but by me. So, when John said that he loved this lady and the children in the truth, he was saying, I love them in Christ. Amen. Yes. What? And as, Lord, as the truth that dwells in us shall be with us forever, in John 14, 16 and 17, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the spirit of truth, mm-hmm. whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him, not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth in you and shall be in you. And of course, at this time, it is before crucifixion, before Pentecost. And right now, when we believe, we receive the Holy Ghost, right. the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth. And in verse 17 he's going to be in us. Verse 16 says he'll be with us forever. And now for my third point is the blessings of the truth. Grace, mercy, and peace. Now for... On grace, Proverbs 3... Verse 34, surely he scorneth the scorners, but he giveth grace unto the lowly. Mm -hmm. James 4, 6 is basically the same. But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud and giveth grace unto the humble. Now in Exodus 33, after the Israelites of sin with the golden calf. Moses comes down, gets angry, and God says, I ain't go anymore. Israelites repent, and God still ain't convinced. Moses prays, mentioning grace throughout the prayer. And in answer, verse 17, and the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. In verse 18, Moses wants to see God's glory. In verse 19, and he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. Now, God was gracious and merciful to Moses to let Moses see his back parts and live. And Romans 9, Paul kind of quotes Exodus 33, 19. He says, I will be... Merciful to whom I will show mercy and be compassionate on who, whoever I want to show compassion to, that's who I'm going to show compassion to. Now, and go through the Pauline epistles, the first chapter of each one. Romans 1, 7. To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 1 Corinthians 1, 3. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Galatians 1-3, grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 1-2, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Philippians 1 2. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians 1 2. To the saints and faithful brethren in Christ which are at Colossae, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians 1 1. Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus unto the church of the Thessalonians which is in God the Father and in the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Second Thessalonians one two grace unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First Timothy one two unto Timothy, my own son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. 2 Timothy one two To Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Titus 1.4. To Titus, my own son after the common faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ our Savior. Philemon, which only has one chapter, verse 3. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to also read from Revelation 1, verse, starting in verse 4. John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come, and from the seven spirits which are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth. Now in Revelation it's grace be unto you in peace from him which is eternal. And from the seventh spirit's power before his throne, from the Holy Spirit, too. And from Jesus Christ and God the Son. So grace be unto you in peace from the Trinity. Now for peace got John fourteen twenty-seven and Chapter sixteen, verse thirty-three. It's about Jesus giving us His peace. What? Amen. God is the only source of grace, mercy, and peace. Amen. Amen. Good. Now, for my fourth point, the joy of the truth. I rejoiced greatly that I found of Thy children walking in truth as we have received a commandment from the Father. John rejoiced seeing other Christians walking in truth. Sure. How do you know they're Christians? <laughs> they were walking in truth. That's right. <laughs> but, now, when Second John was written, the whole Bible wasn't finished yet. So did they, were they receiving a, new commandment. The fifth point is the plea of the truth. And now I beseech, beg, plead. Lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but that which we had from the beginning. What was he referring to in John 13, 34 and 35? A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have loved one to another. That which he had from the beginning, that we love one another. But then again, when Jesus said that, come on, that wasn't the first time What in law. The first and second greatest commandments is to love God with everything he got and to love thy neighbor as thyself right. on these two commandments saying all the law and the prophets right. my and the sixth point is the commandment of the truth this is love that we walk after his commandments. John 14, 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. This is the commandment that, as you have heard from the beginning, you should walk in it. That reminds me of Psalm 119, 1. The blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Now, what does it mean to walk in the truth or walk in the law of the Lord? It means to obey. Walk in truth, obey the truth. Walk in the law of the Lord, obey the law of the Lord. That brings to my seventh point, the enemies of the truth. For many deceivers are entered into the world, who confess not that Jesus Christ is coming to flesh. In other words, they deny that God became flesh. Whether... Whether they deny the deity or the humanity of Jesus, this is a deceiver and an antichrist. Okay, from this, well, Proverbs seventeen seven, a friend loveth at all times. In twenty seven six, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Hey, don't be an enemy of the truth; be a friend. Eighth point: the warning of the truth. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. Yeah. In 1 Corinthians 3, Paul looks forward to the judgment seat of Christ. He says the foundation is Jesus Christ, but let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. Now he gives six building materials: three good, three bad. The three good are gold, silver, and precious stones, three bad are wood, hay, and stubble. What makes the good good? They can't withstand fire. But how do we know if we're using the good materials or the bad materials? That brings me to my ninth point, the seat of the truth. I know in verse 9, there's no mentioning sitting or a seat. Now, the word abide comes In Hebrew, one of the Hebrew words for abide is "yashub," which means to sit. Now, in the living room, what do we do? We sit and talk or watch TV or play games. The thing is, we sit and do something. But I don't apply this to see the truth. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ, or sitteth not in the doctrine of Christ, hath not God. He that abideth, he that sitteth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. I don't, I don't know if we have time to go to John 15, 8, but if his words abide or sit in us, we'll please the Father. Like it says in Psalm nineteen, verse eleven, Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against Thee. Of those who are not seeing the seed of truth, they're like the opposite of Psalm 11. one. 1 Blessed is he, blessest the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Come on, the ones transgress and abide not in the doctrine of Christ they're sitting in the seat of the scornful my tenth point is the separation of the truth if there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine what the doctrine of Christ the sound doctrine receive him not into your house you know what Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. Come ye out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Amen. And neither bid him Godspeed. Don't say God bless you to heretics. Which brings me to my next point, the 11th point, traitors of the truth. For he that biddeth him Godspeed is partaker of his evil deeds. If you say God bless you to a heretic, you're basically promoting their heresy. And with, now, with Acts 8 1 Saul of Tarsus, he was consenting unto his death and Stephen's, the deacon's death. Now, did Paul actually throw a stone? Maybe not. But he was consenting. He was for it. Hey, don't be a traitor of the truth. We need to guard against false teachers. Now, I Twelfth point is the preference of the truth. Having many things to write unto you, I would not write with paper and ink, but I trust to come unto you and speak face to face. Now that's the preference of the truth. Our joy may be full. That kind of reminds me of the Apostle Paul in the book of Acts, who said, I have a desire to depart, go to heaven. What? What? Waiting in heaven? Seeing Jesus face to face. And the last point is the communication of the truth. And the children of thy elect sister greet thee. Amen. How can we learn something from that? It's almost like someone of John, who John's with are saying, uh, tell him we said hi. <laughs> That's, right. That's exactly what it is, but then again, tell him we said hi. It's a communication of the truth, of their love. So, and so, what can we learn? Hey, are we a person of the truth? Do we do what we do for the sake of the truth? Jesus, hey, and thank God for the blessings of the truth, grace, mercy, and peace. Amen. But do we joy when we walk in truth? Hey, do we, do we walk in truth? Are we fulfilling the plea to walk in truth, to love? Are we obeying the commandment? Are we an enemy or a friend? Are we going to heed the warning and sit and see the seat of truth? Are we going to separate from heretics, or are we going to be traitors of the truth? And what you prefer, face-to-face or long distance. Yeah. And with that, we should communicate the truth. But really we should, have, the way to communicate the truth is to walk in the truth. That's right. Do we walk in the truth?